You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning, everybody. And uh, I'm still feeling a little bit overwhelmed from that worship time. Uh, as Gabby and Matt said, there was such a sense of the, the presence and the worship of God. So here we are again in uh, lockdown number six. And I'm sure you're feeling uh, a little bit anxious, whatever it is. But we preach and we speak and we bless you with the presence of God and the love of God. One of the things that I've really enjoyed uh, during uh, this time uh, has been the Olympics. Uh, Just to see men and women, boys and girls from all nations work so hard. These are men and women who've put in hours and hours and hours and hours of hard work and disciplined work. uh, And some of them uh, get the gold, the silver or the bronze. Uh, as a family, and uh, I bought uh, an Olympic flag here. I'm not sure if you can see this. This is an Olympic flag. Uh, we've been very blessed um, as a family. Uh, my precious Monica, her dad uh, was an Olympian uh, in Rome and Melbourne, and uh, he was uh, a fencer. I'm not sure if you see uh, this. This is a, um, a foil, and this is an original foil that he used in the Olympics uh, in Melbourne. So I wanted to bring it in today just to show you. But uh, very blessed that Michael Sitchell, uh, he got two silver medals uh, in the Commonwealth Games um, and got into the semis at both Olympics, but didn't get a medal there. And I remember once asking him, I said, Dad, what does it take to be at the very top uh, as an Olympian, as a sports person of your game? And he looked at me, he said, son, it's hours and hours and hours of discipline doing the basics really, really, really well until they become such a part of your life. They become second nature. And uh, then he quoted from Philippians chapter 3. It's a scripture that we know really, really well. And he just said this, Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have hold, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize which is in God, to press towards the gold. And uh, a wonderful hero in our family. Last week, Matt encouraged us in his phenomenal preach about growing in maturity in Christ Jesus to move from the baby stage, the, 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 the nappy stage, the New Testament calls it, to become a huios, a son and daughter of God. Hebrews 6 says this, Therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, to maturity. Like an athlete, they practice and practice until they are mature, uh, strong enough uh, to to win that medal. I watched the boomers last night, basketball. I watched the volleyball girls. And I watched the high jumper too, this Christian girl who got a silver medal and said, it's like winning gold for me. And then what a testimony that she gave to us. Today, I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 6 and chapter 7. And here we find a spiritual gold medalist. He's one of my heroes. And you know, it's okay to have biblical heroes. It's okay to have women and men in the Bible that want us to grow uh, in maturity in Christ Jesus. His name is Stephen. I love Stephen. In fact, when we go to heaven, I really want to meet Stephen because he inspires us. And so today I want to share 10 things. Yes, you heard me correct. 10 amazing basics 
that men like Stephen put into practice every day. And I hope that you and I can grow in these 10 basics. At the end, there'll be an application and we'll challenge you to look at three areas that you are weak in and ask the Holy Spirit to build you in. So I'm going to read a bit of chapter six, a bit of chapter seven, and then I'm going to bring us these 10 points. So are you ready? I hope you've got your Bibles open. Don't just listen to me. Open your Bibles and take notes. Chapter six. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, what a great thing of growth and revival. A complaint from the Hellenist arose again versus the Hebrews, because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned a full number of disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up the preaching of the word of God and save tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out amongst you seven men of good repute, good character, Character is so important as disciples of Jesus, not just our flamboyancy, not just our talents and our giftedness. Character is so important. And, and pick up amongst them people full of the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom and appoint them to do these duties. Verse 5, and what they said pleased the whole gathering. Gathering, And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. And Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Pernius, Nicholas of Antioch. And they set these men before the apostles and they prayed and laid hands upon them. Verse 7. And the word of God continued to increase and the number of disciples multiplied. They grew revival multiplied greatly through Jerusalem, and great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Verse 8, And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs amongst the people. Stephen, a man just like you and I, a simple man just like you and I, full of the Holy Spirit, was in amazing signs and wonders. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the free men and of the Cyrenians and of Alexandrians and those of Cilicia and Asia rose and disputed against Stephen. The religious spirit never likes the grace of God, never likes the spirit of living God. I pray today that God would break a religious spirit off you and you would discover the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God right now in your living room, wherever you are, that you would experience freedom right now, right now. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Come with me, chapter 7, from verse 51. Listen to his boldness. I just love him. You stiff-necked people. Um, circumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. I pray you would not be one of those today. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Verse 54, he comes to the end of his life. This is a man who gave everything for Jesus Christ. Are you prepared for that? Even to martyrdom? Now, when they had these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together. Then they cast him out of the city, and they stoned him. 
And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man called Saul, who later would become Paul, the apostle. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. Did you get that? Did you get that? They are martyring him. They're killing him. And he says, Lord, forgive them. Do you need forgiveness today? Do you need forgiveness towards people who've hurt you? Forgiveness even against your religious leaders or people who hurt? Would you let it go today and let the Spirit bring freedom to you? And when he said this, he fell to his feet. So 10 things I want to bring to you from these scriptures today. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just impact you and change your life. That this would be the best day of your life. Number one, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit we read. Everything he did was because he was full of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 4, 1, we read this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Don't you love that? Left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit. Some of you need to get baptized. To, even this week, next week, whenever we can come out of lockdown, need to get baptized in water. But you can right now in your living room, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Stephen was filled every day. I want to encourage you right now. Maybe you got filled with the Holy Spirit yesterday, last month, last year. You know, we need to be filled in the Holy Spirit every day. Right now, every day. I need it every day. I, I know my weaknesses all too well. My family know them too well. I need the Holy Spirit, to do anything that he's called us to do. Get filled right now with the Holy Spirit. Right now. Right now. Say this, Holy Spirit, fill me again. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Give me the gift of tongues. Fill me with your talents. I receive you afresh today in Jesus' name. Number two, it says, Stephen was a man full of wisdom. Oh, don't we need wisdom today? I want to ask you this question. Where do you get your wisdom from? Do you get it from the media? Do you get it from Facebook? Do you get it from Instagram? Do you get it from anything else? Can I encourage you? There's the best place to get wisdom is right here. This book. This book. 66 books. The Word of God is living and active. Sharper than that foil that, that I showed you before. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Get your wisdom from Jesus. Get your wisdom. Get into the Word of God. Read it. Ruminate. Get your wisdom from prayer. We are called as a church to be people of prayer. Full of prayer. Get your wisdom from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Stephen was a man full of wisdom. Proverbs 4.7 says this. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost you everything, get wisdom at any cost. In these days, in this there's so much division, even in the church. Let's not be divided. Let's be united. But let's get our wisdom from the wise one. His name is Jesus. Let's get our wisdom from him. Let's be filled of wisdom so we know how to speak. Don't speak out of the, the, the wisdom of this world. Let's speak from a place of commander blessing. Number three, Stephen was full of faith. He was a man of faith. His eyes were steadfast on Jesus. I think we in this season need to change our lenses, need to change our glasses. We can look 
like everybody else sees or we can see from a heavenly perspective. Stephen was a man full of faith because he had his eyes steadfast on Jesus. No matter what was happening around him, the persecution is about to lose his life, but his eyes were on Jesus. You know the old hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Where's your eyes this morning? Where's your filters this morning? Let us be full of faith like he was. It says in Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let's seek the Lord today. Seek the Lord whilst he be found. Turn your gaze upon Jesus. Let your faith increase today. Let those around you increase in faith. Maybe you're feeling discouraged today. It's okay to feel discouraged. It's okay to say, I don't like lockdown number six. And I think it's going to be extended. But you know what? Let's be honest about it. Let's not pretend that we're feeling discouraged. Just say, Lord, in my discouragement, I'm going to turn my eyes to heaven. Where does my help come from, says the psalmist? My help comes from the Lord. From the Lord this morning. Stephen gazed upon Jesus. He was radiant. Can you imagine that? Under the most difficult time, you radiate. You radiate. And it's not about happiness. I was talking to a, hearing a friend of mine this morning in the eldership. Somebody says, you're always happy. And she said, you know what? It's the joy. Joy is from the inside out. Joy is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That even in this difficult time, you can be full of joy. Number four. Stephen was fully on mission of the gospel. Amongst opposition, amongst the most difficult time, hundreds were coming to radical salvation in the Lord Jesus. Stephen was a silence breaker. He was a silence breaker. He would not shut up. He would preach the gospel. We did this amazing course some months ago. Can I ask you to revisit silence breakers? Remember that, the three circles, the Lordship circle, and all the other things that we learn. Pray for your oikos this morning. Pray for your oikos. Stephen was a man passionate about the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. I pray this morning that you once again hold on to the glorious gospel of Jesus. It says this in Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. All nations need to hear Jesus. Gay people need Jesus. Muslim people need Jesus. Black and white people need Jesus. All the nations need Jesus. Our, our precious Premier, Daniel Andrews, needs Jesus. We need Jesus more than ever. Australia needs Jesus. Did you know something? Your neighbours need Jesus. They need you, Jesus. They need you to gaze the fullness of the Holy Spirit upon them. And so he preached. He preached. The, the gospel of Jesus. All the disciples did because they were full of Jesus. May we be full of people, of men and women on a mission for the gospel of Jesus. Get filled with the gospel today. Number five, Stephen was full of grace. I love the message of grace. I love the righteousness of God. I love the, the strength. I love the jealousy. God does get jealous. And even the corrections of God, because they're healthy. But it says, Stephen was full of grace. Now, you know that grace is not just the unmerited favor of God. That's just part of it. But this is my definition. This is a definition I love about grace. Here it is. Are you taking notes? Write it down. 
Grace is the empowering presence of God freely given at the point of need. So grace is not just an action. It's that he presents himself in your life so you can respond in a different spirit. So instead of sinning, like Matt said this morning, some of you guys need a refreshing, need to repent from some stuff. That's grace. Change your attitude. The, the Greek word metanoia means do a 360. Turn your mind around. You can't say, oh, I can't help myself. I can't do this. You know, grace teaches us to say no. And here we got Stephen full of grace. He could have been bitter and angry and wanting to retaliate. He's about to get martyred. He returned in the opposite spirit. Character is so important. And for me, grace speaks of character. Disciples of Jesus, we return with the opposite spirit. I love the gifts of the spirit. I love them. But I want to tell you that gifts of the spirit without the fruit of the spirit are a waste of time. I'm more impressed with character than with really flamboyant people. Even the most charismatic prophets or whatever it are, without character, we're nothing. Character is so important. And grace always acknowledges Jesus. That if I've got one talent, God gave, gave me that talent. Would you allow the grace of God? Maybe you need to extend grace to yourself today. Maybe you need to extend grace to your family. Maybe there's somebody you need to extend grace to that you are holding on resentment. I just feel this thing. You're holding on to bitterness and resentment. You're angry of your past. I want to say this. You hold on to your past, you'll never be released in your future. Stephen was not afraid of what was about to happen because he lived at peace with God. A man full of grace. Don't you love that? The empowering presence of God. Number six, Stephen was full of power. And you know the old song, I've got the power. We need the power of God. We need the power of God more than ever. We need the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And it's not power for the sake of power. It's called dunamis power. Dunamis power. To resist your position of demonic power. To resist the temptations and the sins and all. We need the power of God. I want to say you've got power. You have the DNA of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Stephen was full of power. It says in Acts 1.8, you know the verse very well, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive the power of God. It says the same power that rose Christ from the dead is inside of you, my friend. Inside of you right now. So stop fighting it. Stop fighting it. Just say, Lord, thank you. Why don't we just stop for one minute this preach right now and say this, Lord, thank you for the power that you've given me. And now let me use it for your glory, never for my glory. Fill me with your power like Stephen so I can use it to see your kingdom come. In your name I pray. Number seven, Stephen was full of the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. I want to ask you this question this morning. When you are under pressure, lockdown six, Things are not going your way. It's a difficult season. Do you give glory to the Lord? Is his glory shining through you? Or you are like everybody else in a panic? You know, the Bible says this, that, that hope deferred breaks the heart, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You and I have the hope in Jesus Christ. And that the glory of the Lord emanates through us. 
His glory is in me, so he can come through me. It says that he radiates, that people looked at him. The, the very accusers looked at Stephen, and he oozed the glory of the Lord. He was shining. Number eight, he was full of boldness. We kind of mentioned this already. He was bold. He preached. And he, I love what he said in verse 51. You stiff-necked people. I've wanted to say that to people sometimes, but I just haven't been released about that. I just like that. You stiff-necked, uncircumcised of heart people. I like to people. I love, I love to call people sometimes you bunch of vipers or something like that. But that's not what God's asked us to do. He's asked us to show grace, to return with the opposite spirit. But boldness, he was a man of boldness, full of courage. I love what J.I. Packer says, a theologian and a writer. There's a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. And Russ Doty preached on this a couple of years here in church. When you truly know God, you have energy to serve him, boldness to share him, and contentment in him. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just beautiful? The boldness is not so I'm arrogant about it. But so I'm courageous against opposition. Hey, we're nearly there. Number nine. He was full of peace under persecution. Now, call me an old man, and I don't know much, but I see a lot of division in the church right now. I see a lot of unhelpful and even ugly debate that should not enter the family of God. Vaccination, no vaccination. You know, it's your conviction. Can I say that? Whether we close or don't close, I don't think that we are here right now in, 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 in this full martyrdom. Some of you think so. Act out of your conviction by all means. But can I ask you this? Don't impose your conviction on other people. If you don't want to get vaccinated, it's up to you. I got vaccinated. I prayed about it. I seek the Lord. And I can give you seven reasons, honestly, why I did that. But let's not divide over that. But this is not martyrdom. Can I say... When true martyrdom comes, we'll know about it. I want to share a quick story before I finish. My mum and dad are my heroes, and I love them. My dad was a missionary. In fact, he was the first missionary in the island of Sardinia. And so I was too little to remember this. But my mum and my dad would tell me these stories, that when he first arrived, they, would, they, they burnt down the front door of their house because they hated him. My mum said that one day somebody came by and threw a whole bag of horse feces in his face and he returned with the opposite spirit. One day he went to preach the gospel. He was too poor, my dad, to, to have a car. He rode a bike and they stole his bike and he had to walk 40 kilometres all the way back home. Another story is that my brother reminds me that one day he went to preach the gospel and he didn't have this car because they stole his bike and not a car. So he got a lift. And in the car, somebody had a gun pointed to his head. He said, I hate you. The local church, doesn't matter what denomination, said that because my mum was Australians, that they ate little children that would come to them, that Australians were cannibals. That, my friend, is persecution. I don't believe right now that where we are, because we have to shut down for a few weeks, this is persecution. Let me tell you, there are forces out there, demonic forces, that don't want the church to, to thrive. But can I say right now, and even at Melbourne Lights, we are thriving. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's keep our gaze like Stephen on Jesus. Let's return with the opposite spirit. Not, let's not get grumpy and angry and fearful. Let's be full of the boldness of the Lord. And the final point. 
He was full of forgiveness. Full of forgiveness. I'm going to read it directly because the verse has brought me to tears. He's about to die. They've just stoned him. He's, he's about to catch his very last breath. I don't sense you and I are at that stage right now. And look what he does. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And when he said this, he fell asleep, which means he died. He breathed his last. Forgive him. Forgive him. Reminds me of another person on the cross. His name was Jesus. He says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're doing. Who do you need to forgive today? Do you need to forgive yourself? You need to forgive yourself. Do you need to forget, forgive your past? As I said before, you'll never move forward. You'll never move forward, my friend. If you don't let go of your past, or even if your religious experience, I feel God is saying today, some of you grew up in very religious backgrounds. Let the Holy Spirit bring freedom from that. We don't, you, don't, you don't discard that. You just say, Lord, you're showing me your grace. You're showing me your freedom. You're showing me your blessing. <sighs> I can breathe again. I can breathe again. He wants you to enjoy your spiritual journey. You are an Olympic champion. You are just like Stephen. Why don't you forgive today? Colossians 3.13. It says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance, a grievance, I suppose that's how you say it, grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgives you. Never forget this. God forgives you. Forgives you. He's not an angry God. Some people always live with this image of an angry father. Stephen knew God as a loving father and he died for his faith. I don't want to ask you this morning, are you prepared to die for your faith? But I want to ask you this morning, are you prepared to live for your faith? Live full of joy. Live full of the glory of the Lord. Stop worrying about what things are happening left, right and center. How about we get busy in building the kingdom? to know Jesus and make him known. How about you start loving one another? How about you love your wife, your husband, your children? That is a miracle. How about you love people around you? Instead of being grumpy and angry and bitter and want to take you know, your battle against whatever, principalities and powers, well, how about you just start showing the grace of God? Start being filled of the Holy Spirit. In conclusion, Stephen was known in my opinion, as a spiritual gold medalist, a spiritual gold medalist, because he consistently did the basics really, really well. And here they are. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of wisdom. He was full of faith. He was a man fully on mission. He was full of the power, the glory, the boldness. He was fully at peace in martyrdom and was full of forgiveness. So here is my activation before I hand over back to Matt. Here's my activation before Matt and Gabby come and uh, share whatever the Lord has put in your heart. It says it takes 21 days to form a habit. 21 days to form a habit. Why don't you take two, three, four, five, if you're courageous, of these 10 basics that you are not good at? Not the ten, five things you're good at, but three, four, five that you know you struggle with. And then ask the Holy Spirit over 21 days every day, fill me in this area. Maybe it's grace. 
Fill me with grace. Fill me with every day. Lord, I want more grace. Fill me with grace. Maybe it's being on mission. Maybe it's courage. I don't know. Maybe it's persecution. Maybe, Lord, let me see things as you do. But fill me right now. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to hand over to Gabby and to Matt. Would you open your hands with me? It's been a tremendous morning. Glory of the Lord is here. It matters not whether we are online or in person. You know, the Holy Spirit moves across into your living room, into wherever you're watching now. Would you just let go of old lenses, of natural lenses, and let the Holy Spirit minister you? So, Lord, I want to thank you this morning, Lord God. Thank you for Stephen, who did the basics really, really well. And he laid down his life as an inspiration that we would run our Olympics, our spiritual Olympics. Thank you, Lord God, for, for men like Michael Sitchell, who, yes, did so well in the Commonwealth Games and in the Olympics, but at his very last, it was said of him, well done, good and faithful servant, because he put Jesus amongst everything. And Michael and many millions of athletes have put you first. Teach us how to be gold medalists in the kingdom of God. Thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for people getting saved and healed and touched right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.